get off the phone, Craig. Get off the phone. Get off the phone. Hey, can you hear us? Uh, let me see. I can't oh, hear you guys there, right there we go. There we go. Can you hear us? We're live. Yep. Hey, how come I can only hear out of one ear as well? <laughs> Dang it. Hey, Seuss, what did you do? I spelled his name wrong, and now I can't hear. <laughs> uh, all right, so John, I'm going to give you a little uh, little heads up before we get started here. Have you listened to sure. any of our podcasts? Yeah, I've listened to a couple of them while I'm driving to and from work. Okay, cool. So you know that we're going to be crass, and we're gonna we're not going to watch our mouths. So. Um, Cool. Good. All right. I just you, wanted to make sure you're talking you were... to a former Navy AO here. Oh, perfect. So we're, we're good. <laughs> okay. So we're gonna. Yeah. We're gonna. That's how it's gonna be. Um, if we. So we talk a lot of shit. If we say something that you're like, well, that's that's kind of a dick thing to say. We're joking. Um, <laughs> so so don't get offended. Oh. Um, and uh, just know that we're like we're just we're just trying to we're we're basically just trying to be funny. Uh, we're not yeah. trying. We're not. Yeah. Yeah. We never try. We're, we are well, trying. I'm trying. I'm trying hard. I'm, 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 I'm trying definitely really attempting to be funny. No, we're just so. having a good time. That's what it is. We're just hanging out. It's it's just less of out. an interview and more of a hangout. So we, yeah, you get to hang out with us or we get to hang out with you, whichever yeah. you prefer. So if you've got a, a, a paper there with some notes written down, like things you wanted to cover, just throw that shit in the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just get, just get rid of that. Holy shit, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, bring it up. Bring it up. It's fine. We'll talk about some of it. Started for me when I was three years old, still on the tea with mother's milk. Yeah. <laughs> there you Perfect. Go. Perfect. That's a that's a wonderful start. I think that sounds like yeah. a really good place to start. Yeah. <laughs> Are you guys getting audio in both ears? No, no. I just got this one. Just, just one. one? Got one. Yeah, just one. With, just with one? us here, yes, but on the. I wonder if it's because of his mic. Probably. I don't know. Yeah. Or the setup. But it's working. It's probably time. something you did. You couldn't even spell John right, so who spells John without an H? Sorry, John. A lot of people do. <laughs> really? Yes. Since when? Since forever. Well, did you, did you to, not see his email? No. I'll, I'll <laughs> you, just, you just told me. I said J O N. Did you? <laughs> yeah. hold, hold on, he's trying to say something. I'll have to call my mom and ask her about that. <laughs> well, I got in trouble with talking. Like, do you think we today? could? Yeah. Do you think we could patch her in? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, she's pretty salty, so she would fit right in. Awesome. Nice. Awesome. I'm down with that. Should we start this then? Yep, yeah, let's, let's, let's start it. See if we can hear our intro then. So listeners out there, you know, don't hate us because this is who we are. I wasn't done. You, I didn't answer your question. Wait. I was I was going to re-ask it. I work with these people. Sorry, more badass. Sorry. Okay, do it again. All right. Do it again. Fred. Dude, what an intro. Oh my gosh. Hell yeah. Oh, Absolutely oh. fucking not. <laughs> Welcome everyone to Top's Daily Grind. Jesus was trying to give me some yeah. hand signals um, here that yeah, it's my so turn that, to do the intro. Yeah. And then he interrupts my intro. Yep. What a fucking dick. I'm agreeing with you. God. I'm, I'm do you want me to do this or not? Yes, please. Okay. So, welcome everyone to Top's Daily Grind. Today we have a very special guest. 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 He's not close by. He's far away, but we're looking at him on the on the phone over there, and uh, we're we're pleased to introduce John without an H, Hefron. J O N Hefron. Yes. <laughs> hey, welcome, yeah. welcome to our podcast, John. Oh shit, <laughs> still going. 
<laughs> We're very professional, as you can clearly see. Jesus has been doing this a long time. Yeah, we've been doing this how for long, a while. How long we been doing this? Is the second video call we do? Like this? This is, this this is the first video call, video. actually. You're yeah, yeah, the our first video call. So what's up? How's I'm it going? Video call, yeah. We, yes, we interviewed EJ over the phone, but we couldn't. Awesome. We were like doing this to nothing because he couldn't see us. So <laughs> it was kind of hard to... Oh. They shut him up. No, I wouldn't say shut him up. But <laughs> is that what Jesus tried to mean? No, that's exactly that's what yeah. up. Every time Jesus <laughs> can, doesn't like me already. Every so. time Jesus can, he drops some shit on EJ. Yeah, on Have EJ. you noticed that? EJ, uh, do it's you? Become, EJ's gonna catch you when he no, shows. It's become our new shit. thing. No, EJ, it's totally did, become did our new thing. Did he ever do something to Jesus at a show or something? No, he was just not. super nice to me. That's all. So welcome, John. Oh, that I'm somebody's first. So this is awesome. Honored. Thank you. So, can you explain a little bit of what it is you do? So, you you have your channel, right? And you have your Wingman One One Five YouTube channel, which grew a lot, right? Yeah, I don't know where to begin here. So, YouTube channel started about two thousand six when YouTube was like the wild, wild west. Back when it was fun before political correctness and all that crap took over with the social justice warriors and all that. That's another podcast, but. Um, been doing it for about, I don't know, 10, 12 years or more. Yeah. At least 10 or 12 years. Um, started off posting trip videos, was working with the scouts. People go, Hey, you're posting videos. Why don't you post some, uh, reviews on some gear, like tents and stuff that we use with the scouts. And I was like, sure, why not? And then I started doing that got into knife reviews and I looked up today about the, one of the first video knife reviews I did was actually on the tops American trail maker. So many, many years ago, uh, when I was just learning YouTube and all that, I'm still learning YouTube, but, uh, production value, I mean, sucked really bad. (laughs) It was, it sucked worse than a $2 hooker. Through a garden hose, yeah. but <laughs> content, was, and uh, we had fun at it, and we were learning. Then I met you guys, you know, you guys through uh, my friend Andy Tran, a mutual friend of mine, who's also a big knife designer with you guys, and uh, met you guys at Shot Show. You guys met my family, and yep. you know, love you guys, man. Same oh, here, man. Same here. Yeah, it's it's. Jesus, Thanks. Jesus loves you too, even though yeah, he doesn't know. Yeah, I love you too. Name. <laughs> <laughs> does look, is that a heart? Does that look like a heart? This, this is an audio show. <laughs> Not for him. For him, it's visual, man. Right, John? Right. Yeah. See. So, can you see that on there for think, for Craig? I think you can see that too. Okay. Even if he can't, he knows what's coming. Yeah. Right. So anyway, did did the the way that YouTube changed the algorithms really? Uh, slow down your growth or did it just is it just the views that you were getting that went down um, I think it's a little bit of both I think you know I'm just going to come out and say it. Google is shadow banning anybody that has any sort of testosterone content i.e. guns knives any sort of manly stuff is being shadow banned um, I have a lot of subscribers that go Hey John, you know I you haven't put out a video in a while ago. What are you talking about? I got o- got over seven hundred videos out there. I've been putting out videos like crazy this year. He goes, and they go, 
we, we haven't gotten an update in months. And I go, are, are you guys locked, you know, logged onto the channel and with notifications? And they go, yeah. And people at work that, that check too, I look at their, their subscription and they, they don't get it. So it's, there's some sneaky peaky stuff going on, but you know what? Uh, we're still getting the word out through social media, through Instagram, through Facebook, even though Facebook, I think, mutes some of the content as well. Exactly. All social media. Have, all social media does. Yeah, most that, of it That's does. what's happening. I saw a post yeah. today guys, where there was... Facebook, you know, the Tops user group is really cool. There's a lot of cool people there, like family. and Yeah. You know, it's it's a good atmosphere, and that's what shows were for us. You know, show what, what you couldn't do through show through social media for a show for us was the same. You know, touching yeah. touching new people, well, not touching them, but <laughs> actually reaching new people. You, you touch and, you touch some of them, yeah. yeah. You shoot their hands and stuff, yeah. Right? So yeah, <laughs> by reaching did. new people and 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 seeing people, uh, you know, that, like followers and 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 uh, you know, before I remember, you know, YouTube, YouTube would come to our table and holy shit, you know, that was a big deal. Um, now, yeah. now it's, it's, you know, all that slowed down and it sucks because, yeah. you know, that was a really good, a really good way to get your, your stuff out there. You know? Yeah. We, we remember the first, the first videos we even, we did a small channel and they'd get a lot of views. Like one of the videos of our Bob got like over 20,000 views and we were small, like two or 3000 followers only. And mm-hmm. now we're still small. We're like at 8,000. 8, because we didn't really push it for that, a while. Yeah, that one we didn't use much. We didn't but, use it yeah. much. And now to get growth, it, it's it's difficult. Just because, you know, we post knives. Which is. I, th- I think organically, though, if you look at the analytics, a lot of the demographic of either folks watching, folks l- listening, it, it's crazy. It's, for me anyway, like 18 to 24, really good. I have really good interaction with that, which is bizarre, right? And um, like 45 to like 65, but that space in between that like 24 to 45 is like really low. Yeah, and that's where ours is high, which is strange. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't know if there's a lot of soy boys and granola girls in that category that don't like that sort of... I think they're looking more at the REI, you know, hipster type stuff right now, which seems to be doing pretty good for them because that's their base. But um, maybe you should start wearing a flannel. I should. Yeah, I should. do that. And start wearing a flannel and then one of those fedoras or whatever they're called. Is that what I they wear? I need to go to a try to find an old school one that smells like mothballs and yeah. break it out. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like they're really doing something like to shadow ban knives especially on instagram because we were growing really big and then all of a sudden like those last four thousand to get to it was either september or october yeah we were on track to reach a hundred thousand on instagram by the end of 2019 yeah right by the end of last year and we still haven't reached a hundred thousand and we're almost at the end of 2020 we were we were like 15 12 to 1500 a week right yeah we were followers averaging and then all of a sudden it flatlined and I mean like to zero to zero and then it went negative and then there's a couple weeks that were negative like it just we went we we were steadily steady ever ever, I mean when we first really started looking we were like 20 yeah 20,000 and then by the time we got up to 90 
three, it just stopped. Fucking nothing. Like zero. Yeah, we were, and it's been like that ever since. We're barely at ninety-five something right now. Ninety-six point one. Yeah. 90, oh, we hit ninety-six. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shit. Wow, big deal. Well, what what I think's happening there is that mediums like Facebook, Instagram is basically Facebook. They're wanting you to buy ads, and I think they're limiting your organic reach. I know they're doing it for me on my on like my fan page and stuff. And if I don't, you know, pay their extortion money, I think they they throttle my reach as far as the people that follow along on my social media outlets. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And then ironically, it's a double edged sword, even though they don't like swords because, <laughs> because you're, you're holding knives, which could be considered weapons in your hand. You can't advertise through them. Or if somebody complains, they'll shut you down. Yep. So what we need to do as a community is help one another. So there's times like when I see your guys' stuff and then I'll repost it on my channel. So to viewers out there or listeners, I should say, um, if you're following along on social media, Facebook, Instagram, if Tops puts something out, share it with your, with your sphere of influence in your circle. It, you know, if if you're a fan and you're behind the product, which I am of you guys, you know, I, I love the story uh, of Tops Knives, and I know a lot of you guys personally, so there's that personal connection there. But, um, you know, if you get behind something like that, I think as a community, we owe it to each other to help each other out and share share the content and share the message, especially right now in these in these crazy times that we're in. You know, it's it, even more than ever. Yeah. See, and now it's harder to find those reviews. Maybe it's that we're not looking as much. You but know what? Know. That's the thing is. Before is, it was easy. Like he said, yeah. he never stopped making videos. That's but we right. stopped We stopped getting notifications about him. We yeah. stopped seeing him as often. And there's a lot of YouTubers yeah. doing what he does. Same exact thing. And I've, I've been noticing that more lately because for a while I was like, they, why did they all stop? Yeah. And then I started looking at just clicking physically going to their channel to see. And I'm like, they never stopped. Like they're still videos every single like at least one a week yeah because we used to check all the time and then we'd post on facebook you know yeah we try we, to share all, we, we try to share as much reviews. as we can yeah as if well, we see it if we see it yeah well there's i know that they're throttling like the adsense money so if you post a video now they have this litany of items are you hunting are you doing dangerous stuff or and when you do, then it then your ad availability starts getting smaller and smaller and smaller. So, a lot of these channels that were bigger, hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, or more, um, they've seen their ad revenue probably shrink 70 percent. Luckily for me, I have a really nice day job, and this is my side hustle hobby, and um, so it really doesn't affect. I do this more because of I love the community and I love uh, the outdoors and testing gear and doing stuff like that. But uh, I feel bad for a lot of these folks that didn't diversify on social media and only had their eggs in one basket instead of trying to figure out maybe having a blog on the side with with their separate type uh, web address and things like that. But yeah, it, we're seeing a big change right now in everything. In, 
and the thing like, uh, you know, on the business side, you know, and business is constantly changing. So we, we have to figure out to stay one step ahead all the time. And, and, you the is, game. Yeah, and the thing is you go to these other platforms that are just kind of starting out and it's it's not the same because everybody's on youtube and instagram and and so it's hard to get that follower growth on yeah. these new ones because they're people aren't really on them at least the people that follow our stuff you know the one thing uh, wow. that i've been doing with you guys for a while now is i've been in i reached out to craig one time we were talking at SHOT Show about um, reviewing some of your older knives that are still like their Hall of Fame blades. I know a lot of the general public likes uh, new and improved, you know, the latest, greatest high-speed thing. But you guys have a pretty extensive catalog of yeah. knives out there. And there's a lot of older knives that have some bitchin'-like backstory. Like when, when I did the, uh, moccasin ranger, um, knife video review, I mean, just the story of the moccasin rangers and, and how they all came about, you know, the story behind that blade was just outstanding, you know, and I think people connect with a, with an item and a product like that when they hear a little bit of historical background that goes into the design and, and the making of, of that blade or that product <clears throat> yeah and see and, and mike was good at that back in the day he was he was good at at at, at knowing finding people that had a background to fit this knife to that whatever knife it was and he never had a problem with that now it's just giving a little feedback on why we designed it what we're intending you know the intended purpose for it you know and i guess i guess that long paragraph underneath that mike used to write was you know we we don't do it as much no more um yeah and it's 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 weird too because the the new knives still have a story. All of them have. They do. They all do. of them have a, have a backstory. Uh, but that was one thing that Mike was always great at is yeah. that that storytelling part of it. Yeah. You know that that he had he could he could create that story that got you like interested. Like oh man, that's that's freaking cool. Yeah, and the thing the thing with tops is that we have so many blades. It's kind of hard to give them all their limelight. So there's a oh, few that time. people don't know that actually that we have. So that's why we always try to promote all of them, but it's just hard to yeah. keep them all in rotation, you know. Oh, that, that's what yeah, we hired that, Edgar for. Yeah. God yeah. damn it, Edgar, what have you been yeah, doing? I've been all trying. This time? He's been trying. trying. I've been trying. Like this year, I was trying to get videos of all the, just all the knives again, but a little bit longer videos, like almost like mini reviews. But we have so many knives, and then all of a sudden we get like, oh, what are you do doing this. your weekends? Weekends? I was <laughs> <laughs> yeah. about to start explaining myself. <laughs> he totally was. He was going to answer that. Yeah, it was going to get boring. He's like, well, I... <laughs> oh, damn. It was going to get yeah, boring. Fucked up, Because I work with him, so I know what he does. Yeah, he does. Even, even like the model, the smoke jumper, yep. you know, the history that goes all the way back with Ron, Ron Hood, where Karen Hood carried a smoke jumper during uh, his classes that he would do in California and then when he moved to Idaho. Yeah. And then the history involved behind boat jumpers, you know, jumping out of planes. And I mean, just that, those type of stories with a blade just has a really cool connection. And then when somebody buys that, they're like, man, I'm buying like a piece of history. Yeah. yeah you yeah. know, 
And it's really cool. And I, I like that you guys do stuff. That's like the that. reason, you know, John, that's the reason that's how we met, uh, Ron hood was he came to talk to Mike about that smoke jumper that Karen used to, to carry on her. And well, tops was there. So Ron came up to the table. He's like, Hey, you know what? My wife, um, well, was her, was his student then became his wife, uh, was carrying that, and that's the reason Ron came over to the table and talked to Mike about it, and then we started making some some stuff for Ron as well. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I I originally saw that blade in one of his old VHS tape recordings where he had taken folks out to the woods and Karen was yep. teaching like primitive cooking, and then she broke that out, and I'm like, dude, what is that freaking blade? It looks freaking bitching, you know? Yep, yep. And then I researching it and then i saw that you guys were making making one and i was like damn this is badass yeah that, that was that was that's pretty cool that's some old yeah, cool is, stories yeah and then like one time uh one time at shot show a couple years ago time flies by so fast you guys had the steel eagle 107 delta class and i was talking to craig and go dude what's this new design he goes that's not a new design that's like the og that started everything. Did you, just, did you really say OG? I said it a little more gangster than John just did, <laughs> uh, but not much. But not not much. <laughs> but it was cool. I was looking at the table, going, hey, "I mean, I was like a kid in the candy store, and I was going, dude, what is this new blade?'" He's like, "That's that's the one that started the company, yeah, yeah. dude." And it was like just. I think you guys put an acid wash on it or stone wash. We did acid wash and different handles. Yeah. But it just gave it a whole different look. And it, I mean, it, it brought that older knife to like the present day that, and it, and it was still relevant. It, it was awesome. And how we, you guys did that. And we have, we have a bunch of blades we want to do that now that, that, that we've never touched, we haven't touched since we first started making them. That if we did that to them now, it would be a brand new knife. Oh, yeah, definitely. A brand new knife that yeah. people, you know, people would. Don't know well, that crazy. Yeah, well, even that, like, sometimes we post, like, an old knife, and somebody will be like, oh, like, when did that, or what is that, yeah. when did that when come did out? When did that release? Uh, but it was, like, like, it's like 17 four, years ago? Yeah, it's, like, <laughs> yeah. four or five years old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A 1998 in, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. So, John, when are you going to get out of California? Uh, I'm trying, my friend. Um... You know, it's getting crazy, but, so, you know, I tell folks, someone's got to be a freedom fighter behind enemy lines. So, you know. Uh, I think, I think is, we just need a big earthquake that, that fucking yeah. tosses California into the ocean, and then we go on with our lives. Yeah, fuck all those <laughs> well, people. Like, so you should get out before that happens. I got, I got the jet skis, and I always keep them gassed up in the garage. So. <laughs> just, just in case. <laughs> we start sliding. I'm just going to open the garage door and fire them up, and then we're out of here. There you go. <laughs> nice. So you got a plan. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Why? Huh? Why? Because those beasts Why are you going to take that out? The fuck all those people? Because oh. all those people are like, I have a lot of family down there. So, <laughs> so they're not you know listening to so this. Don't fuck all those people. <laughs> there, there are a lot of, uh, a, not a lot of crazy folks. You know, there's, there's like a silent majority down here. Uh, Unfortunately, L.A. and San Francisco give California a bad rap because of the population base, because those counties basically control the whole state. But um, San Diego, I mean, is an awesome town. Uh, I've been here since 1984 
when I was in the Navy. I was, I was in an F-14 squadron at uh, NAS Miramar, home of Top Gun. And, um, uh, do I have to do a sign or something? No. Yes. Yes, you do. What do I have to do? I don't know. Do, oh, well, do what you were going to do. Okay. Do what you were going to do. Yeah. I was going to go, yeah, yeah. like, because he, cause he did. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Come on, lazy. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm good. You know, the need for speed. Yeah. I think I watched no, that movie <laughs> once, and I don't remember any of it. But It was a good time to be in the Navy back then. Are it, you that serious? Movie, yeah. When that movie that came down. out, it, it was an awesome time. And we happened to meet okay. BF-21 at that time. The squadron I was in was in the same hangar as Top Gun. So, you know. <laughs> Hold on. Sorry, dude. I don't know Craig, if you see that big old wet spot. Right? Big old wet spot. <laughs> I do that's, see that. That's yes. the second wet spot that he causes. That is the second wet spot. The other one was also. Is underneath the thing. Tequila, but. <laughs> Just no hand it. I'm not doing so what, what are you guys drinking? Casadores? That's Casadores. Yeah. Uh, this is that Crown Royal XO. <laughs> the, the Kisses and Hugs kisses Crown and Royal. Hugs, <laughs> Crown Royal. You're, you're getting soft drinking the Kisses and Hugs. <laughs> and, we got some, and we got some Old Boise Gin. Nice. You know, we hey, need to go to a got, local brewery. Holy shit, that's empty. Since you guys are up near Montana, have you tried the uh, new Yellowstone whiskey since the show's a big hit up there? I haven't. I haven't even heard I, of it. You know, I have heard of that, but I haven't tried it. You haven't watched that show on TV? No. What, what's it called? Yellowstone. Yellowstone. Oh. So, <laughs> that's, that sounds like a solid if no. Like, if you like cowboys, if you like westerns, modern day western, man, it's awesome. I'll be up there. I'll be up there uh, in about three weeks. Jesus really loves I'll cowboys. I love cowboys. He likes cowboys a lot. A lot. You, I don't. Leo, what the you, fuck are you talking about? Hold up. Sorry. What's that? Leo, are you doing some hunting up that way? No, I'm actually doing a, we're doing a, 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 a side-by-side trip. It's an eight-hour, an eight-hour ride that we're going through backcountry. And I'll, I'll be, well, I'll what? be with my wife and then like maybe another four or five razors. Well, you better carry a big hog leg with all those grizz up there. I got actually two forty-four mags <laughs> that I got on my side. So no, no, no. He's got a forty-four mag and, and a, a four fifty-four casual that I carry on my on my shoulder. So you let the wife drive, and then you'll be out there with two pistoleros like Machete just going crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Barney, uh, Barney, Big Barney's B is going to make him a, a dual shoulder holster. For those two, for those two pistols, yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, it's actually yeah. on the video that I posted today on YouTube. Oh, nice! Yeah. That nobody watched because I, I didn't like YouTube didn't didn't tell that, me that it was up. Oh, no, yeah. YouTube sure didn't. No, I don't know. Did you? See I what? hit a barrel like one time up at Mount Shafta. Holy shit! We were me and me and a relative were doing a downhill bomb run on a old logging road, and I was in the lead. And, I was probably going 25, 30 miles an hour. And this bear ran out in front of me, and my front tire nubbed him in the ass. Oh, shit. And then he scooted out into the woods. So I jump off the bike, shaking like I had just been hit with a defibrillator. And um, my relative rolls up, and he's like, Hey, hey, John, what's up? And I'm like, uh, buh, buh. I hear a bear. He's like, what the F? You, what? And then he hears trees breaking. He goes, son of a bitch, there's a bear out there. I'm like, no shit, asshole. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just fucking took him out. <laughs> like, what do, what do we do? What do we do? 
I go, I'm going to turn around and walk. And then once we get a hundred yards, I'm getting on that bike and I just got to be faster than you. And we hauled ass out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Did he make it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you sounded genuinely worried. I, I was. I guess Casalotas makes that. Well, you guys come to San Diego. We'll do some tequila. There's some good tequilas down here. Yeah. Actually, Actually nice. we'll I've, I've been there once. It's nice. We'll, we'll go over to TJ. They have a tequila fest in TJ. I've heard of that actually. When I I, I go down to Ensenada a lot, and uh, we're nice. we're driving by there, and they actually have these uh, billboards up about it. And uh, in, in, yeah, in TJ, what they do uh, they do it down, I think down in Revolution, and then um, a lot of people buy the necklaces that have like a little shot glass that's tied yep. to the necklace, and then you just go along, and then you know you pay whatever X amount, and then you get to go between all these different establishments. And then they pour you shots, and then you, you know, it's fun time. In, in Puerto Vallarta, they do a lot of tequila also. Um, the one time that I was down there, 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 there was a company that was making an horchata-flavored tequila. It was fucking delicious. Have you ever and, had an horchata-flavored tequila? I haven't, but I had an old guy in TJ. One time he made us a bottle of almond-flavored tequila. And we drank it, and I don't remember any, like, we drank the whole bottle, but I lost, like, somewhere between half of the bottle and empty. And, uh, yeah, it was a fun time. That sounds like tequila. (laughs) So it must have been good. Might as you didn't lose your dignity, am I right, guys? (laughs) No? Sorry. Where's your where's your uh, little butumch? Right here. Fuck you, Craig. No, that's it. God damn it. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. Wrong, wrong one. My, wrong wrong button. I, I knew you goes. I knew it was going to be a bad day when you started saying we're going to Vegas. And I was like, no, that's a good day. That's a good day. <laughs> Did you make it to Vegas? I don't think I made it out of the living room. Yeah. It yeah. Was, it, but yeah. It, it came in a dirty bottle. The cork was on it. I, like, we didn't care. The guy's like, you're going to be a man or you're going to be a puss. I'm like, you better pour a shot. Let's do this. <laughs> That's all it took, huh? <laughs> yeah. That's how I get Craig, too. <laughs> Fuck you. Stop being a pussy, Craig. You want me to call your wife and I'll ask right back. <laughs> Give me that thing. <laughs> Don't put your phone in your tequila spill there. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye, Jesus. See you later. Bye. Oh, okay. He's coming back. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> now we can talk. Now we can talk. <laughs> yes, now we can have a real conversation. Thank you, Jesus. So, uh, wow. Not sure. What so what's the, what's the plan here since Blades canceled? How, you, how have you guys been handling that? You know what? Anytime something like what's happening this year happens, we sell a lot of stuff. Like we've we've had a huge year, we've we've ran several sales, which has helped. But and it's given people, you know, it's given people that are have, having hard times a good, you know, a, a good uh, a good way to get a tops and a lot cheaper. And early, yeah, I mean, early, early on, we did a sale for uh, for first responders and military and, <clears throat> and and all that, where they were getting a, they were getting a really big deal. And uh, nice. you know, that was that was early March, right? When we did well, that, well, maybe getting to May, right? No, we did. No, that was we before did before that. We did because something. It, it was before. Uh, oh, March! You're right. We it were doing it March. right when yeah, everything yeah, yeah, first right. started hitting hard. Mm-hmm. Is when we did the the. Well, we had the military sale, and I think that might have even launched in February, 
and then we added first responders to it uh, when things started getting crazy. Then we did an essential sale for, you know, like we said, everyone's essential. Um, and I mean, we so we've run several sales, which have been very, very good. But aside from that, just regular sales are up everywhere for us. That's good. And that, that's just... I'm- that's just a product of what happens whenever whenever shit goes south in the country. Like in 2008, when almost everybody was suffering because everything crashed, Tops was doing really yeah. good. Yeah, we, we kept everybody employed. We never took a, you know, it, it was always at least 8 to 10 hours a day, which and, and everybody else was pretty much shut down. You know? That's awesome. Yeah. But then yeah, again, they can't buy, they, they, the guns are all sold out, so now... <laughs> Yeah, now yeah. Going for the night. yeah, yeah, pretty much, <laughs> pretty exactly. much. Yeah. I guess, I guess the downside is you know not being able to you know to, to talk to people that we know, you know, and and, yeah. and meeting new people and and maybe new new customers, new new OEM projects. That's the only part that sucks. Yeah, I, I and this was one of the years that I <laughs> that I was actually like planning on trying to hit Blade at least like the Blade Show West. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's all been canceled. Yeah, summertime's hard for me because my day hustle, I'm an operations manager for a large grocery store. So we've just been getting our ass kicked right now with I bet, I bet. COVID and, and all that. But yeah. So that is that is that brings up some questions. Um so you're you're doing some of the grocery store. What what kind of things are you having a hard time getting in your store? Um, well, we're starting to get toilet paper again. Uh, believe it or not, like paper towels have been hard to get. Um, canned vegetables, uh, canned meat items. Cause the supply chain, when everything hit, everything is pretty much just in time inventory now. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I realized that there's probably only three, you know, three or four days of like, warehouse inventory in America, most of the stuff's pretty much truck to shelf because nobody wants to sit on the dollars in their warehouse. Right. So how often so, do your how often do do those grocery stores get like restocked? Oh we we get grocery loads every day. But <laughs> okay. well I mean down here in an urban area, you know, I'll have three thousand customers a day on average. Where you know in a rural area you might only have five hundred customers, yeah, right? And it it's cranking. It was it was crazy. So a lot of the stuff and that's like um, it's that's so a lot of the stuff that is say food storage type items or things that are things that last a long time. That's what you're having a hard time getting. At one point, people people were buying. They were literally panic buying everything. If it wasn't nailed down, wired down, bolted down, they were just panic grabbing everything. Whatever they could get their hands on. Vitamins, uh, health and beauty items, uh, the food, uh, you know. But here's the thing I'm worried about is like Thanksgiving because canned vegetables are, I don't know about where you guys are at, but here in SoCal, they're pretty wiped out. Um Stuffing, you know, I'm thinking, gosh, what? How's Thanksgiving going to look this year? Because a lot of that stuff they had to uh, eliminate under COVID. Have you, um, you know, 
turkeys and chickens and all that stuff. Have have you seen uh have you seen shortages in like um produce, you know, like meats and and fresh vegetables and fruits and stuff like that? Um originally, yes, because a lot of the processing places people had covid, so per- because of social quote social distancing on a production line, people would basically be shoulder to shoulder in these meat processing plants. Now they have to be quote minimum six feet, right? So now you've eliminated probably a third of your workforce on the line. So production in beef and pork and chicken, all that stuff has been limited. And I don't know about you guys, but meat prices down here in SoCal have gone up huge because of that. Yeah, they're up probably because 50 to they, they went way up They here. were. Not, did they not go as back much down? Anymore. They went back they down did. here locally, right? They did. So, so there's a meat place over by my house that, you know, a, a little Mexican meat market. You could say, you know, I'm just throwing a, a number out there, but like 450 a pound, it went all the way up to like 11 bucks. Now it's back yeah. down to the same price it used to be. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I just don't have to stop by there. Yeah, I just I just picked some up on uh, on. Uh, yeah, I think I Saturday. think in grocery stores it's still high, but uh, a lot of meat markets, a lot of local, a lot of places that are getting their meat at least semi locally or or yeah. probably locally, their prices yeah. are kind of normal. Yeah. Is that are you seeing about the same thing? The little mercados and stuff, yeah, because they got a little bit more room to play yeah. on on and wherever they're sourcing their items at. Produce-wise, it really hasn't been an issue. Um, just on the meat side, and a lot of people don't realize that Chinese companies own a lot of the pork business here in America. Chinese they companies, own a, oh, Chinese companies own a lot of shit in America. <laughs> they own they fucking do. half of Hollywood nowadays. Who owns the other? I don't know. Oh. That's a good question. Probably the DNC. Probably. The DNC. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably, huh? Oh wait. <laughs> party so okay yeah yeah Yeah, no china china owns a lot of hollywood they own a lot of real estate they own uh they own a lot of shit that you wouldn't necessarily think that they own that's that's i don't know for me that's a little disconcerting yeah but in the bottom line you know and you guys see it as knife makers too everybody wants champagne taste on a beer budget unfortunately that's that's a good way of putting it you know, and they and they don't understand. They they don't. A lot of people don't understand just all the regulation that goes in to produce something here in the states, and just all the licenses and permits and everything that goes in to the production of stuff. Even at a store, you know, we have baby formula permit. If you sell diapers, you have to have a permit to sell diapers. You sell, God forbid, you bring in pillows or a blanket. You have to have permits to sell bedding material on top of food. I did not know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. <laughs> I thought it was just like a, like once you have a business license, you could sell whatever you want. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> then tobacco license, alcohol permits and licenses. There, There's probably 15 or 20 minimum permits and licenses that you need just, just for your just for up. your grocery store just oh, for a store yep. shit. Damn. binder of fucking 
permits. How do you keep all that straight? Well, thank God, you know, we're corporate run. So the corporate people help us out on that. Jeez, that is insane. I guess I missed so they, the first part of this. The, he he's he's an operations manager for for uh, for a big for, for a single grocery store or like multiple. Yeah, for a, for a single store. Okay, yeah. but you know, so, some of our stores, you know, we're doing anywhere between, you know, five hundred thousand and a million a week. <laughs> so Holy shit! Yeah, a lot of people don't realize, it, you know. That makes sense. That, I mean, that, that makes sense. You know, the like what you were saying, you've got th- basically three days. If, if the trucks stop coming, in three days, your your entire store is bare. It, it, the way they were shopping for COVID, it was crazy. It looked like the zombie apocalypse when it when COVID first hit because nobody, nobody knew how this was all going to play out. So everybody was pan- just panicking. Just <clears throat> Do you, you, tell, you tell the people that like, prep like the gray men that that go they got their shit together you know and then they average you know uh soy boy and granola girl that only has uh some pita bread and some hummus in their fridge you know yeah almost they, daily they're, they're back at the grocery store yeah, yeah so so you know what happens here um in in idaho i imagine it happens probably in places where there are tornadoes and, and hurricanes at least once like, so especially here in the winter, at least once a winter, there's a big storm that's going to, that's going to be on the way. Um, there's, there's, there's some kind of winter storm where everybody will go to the grocery store and clean it out. So that, that feeling where you yep. show up at a grocery store and it's empty, we see that at least once a year. So it, yeah, I think well, not, I don't think as bad as the COVID. Not not as bad, <clears throat> but I think the that, panic that was, here that shit was depressing. But I it think the panic here was was less. The panic here was a little less because it's not the first time people here have seen an empty grocery store, and they're like, "That sucks," but I'll be back in a few days and I'll that at least empty, get though? something. Yeah, it was it was pretty I've, empty. Yeah, it was I've seen, empty dude. I've seen. I've seen. Have you ever been to Winco right before a snowstorm? No, I don't go to Winco. Fuck that. Like that entire I thought you, I grocery thought you were store after Sunday empty. or something like that. After Sunday, after all the Mexicans hit. <laughs> no, 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 fuck all of you guys. No, fuck all of you guys. You know that's so, not true. That's not what I'm saying. But like, but like, mo- this was a crisis that was never seen before because this was across the whole United States at one time. Yeah. Yes, you're talking yeah. about a month period. It just fucking hit yeah. all the U.S. Do you think? Sorry. If there's a hurricane, if there's a snowstorm, it's n- regional. Yeah, it's a Correct. few days, so and then it's normal. There's resources that we can move around. I was calling folks, trying to call in a favor on top of the favor, just to get water or just to get toilet paper, and they're like, dude, you're out of favors. There is nothing. There's <laughs> even nothing. If, even if I do owe you a favor, it's it's, it's going to have to be paid another way. Do you think if, if there's a second wave that it'll be as bad as that first one where people panic by, or do you think it'll be a little bit less? I'd like to say no, but you guys see it too. Under what's called normalcy bias. When after the storm's over, what do they do? They go back to the same habits that they had before. Unless it had a a real serious traumatic impact on their life. They're they're not going to change because everybody's, wants the easiest way creature comfort out of out of a problem so i could see this happening again uh corporate wise i don't think the corporations have the resources 
to stockpile stuff like say we did in the 80s or the 70s or when our parents when our parents or grandparents were around, you know, there's just, that doesn't exist anymore. Because yeah. people don't want to on the, on the inventory because it's just dead money just sitting there. So they, they got it. They got to turn that product over. So the days of supply are just so small. So, so everybody wants, everybody wants to get back to normal and they're going to do everything they can to get there even at the expense of getting fucked if a second wave hits. Yeah. Well, not everybody. You know, I, I don't want to go into COVID conspiracies, but you know, go, we were told we like do it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Be, being on the front lines, right? Because um, down here, the policy was changing almost every day. You know, wear a mask, don't wear a mask. So social did, you know, uh, even even now we have like max capacity in buildings. How many people can be in a building? If there's too many people, you have to shut the do- store the doors down. Um, you know, then when they lifted it, nobody nobody gave a shit. They were going to bars, partying like it was freaking 1999 all over again. Same here. And then yeah, and then you know they started without getting too political, burning banks and burning buildings. And, you know, all of a sudden, uh, you know, we got to put everybody back on house arrest. I mean, uh, quarantine. So yeah, it's, I don't know. Yeah. So fucking true. For, first time in history that, uh, that healthy people have been quarantined. Yeah. You know, though, I, I've, I've been trying to live for me. 2020 has been probably one of my best years though, just cause, I don't choose to live life like a victim. So we've still been traveling. I've been camping. I just got done doing a hunting trip uh, with a fellow air gunner. If you guys like powder burners and you want a challenge, get into air gunning. There's high powered air guns, 50 cals. You know, it, you know I see, it's some crazy. I've been seeing some of your videos and every time I see a video, I try to fucking stop it and zoom in <laughs> to see what you're shooting so I can look for it. You know, yeah, I, yeah. I'm just not send him, send him this info about air guns. He if will you absolutely send me the info buy them. On air guns. I'm down. He will absolutely <laughs> buy them, hundred percent. Oh, he's got it for you. Watch. It's on the way. <laughs> there you go. Hell yeah. Yes. It's a good thing okay. we're not on YouTube because you'd get demonetized right now. Yeah. But so just have just a make little twenty. Please. But um, I have what's called a Tacticam system I, on there i just bought one of those actually <laughs> i have it there in my office right now of course you do do you have the scope adapter the fds yes i i just bought all that i just bought all that awesome <clears throat> yep. it's an awesome piece of kit and then i have my my uh tap the cam oh, point, it that, way. point it that way <laughs> don't shoot us <laughs> <laughs> i'm harmless i'm a teddy bear you scared craig away <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Did you yeah, really get into it? Oh, after seeing him, what he, what he, how he shoots? Yeah, yeah, that's those things fucking look fun. badass. Yeah, you're yeah. you're only limited by how much you want to spend. Yeah. Now, Air Force Air Force air guns, they just came out with a Texan, a 50 cal Texan. So if you guys are legal to hunt up there, big game with an air gun, holy shit. They're taking bear. They're taking buffalo. Huge ass white tail. 
Damn. It, it, it's crazy. And they're getting the shots 200 yards. Damn. You know, there's there's one YouTuber that um, did the Texan in a 45 cal, and he, he did a video of, um, like, the old army test of, of had like a quarter inch or a half inch of plywood. And if the projectile would penetrate that, that was like the old army standard of it would go through a chest cavity in combat. He was lobbing them in out over 400 yards and it was still penetrating. You know, now the holdover was just crazy as hell, but I mean, out to a hundred, 200 yards. I mean, you're, you're dropping big game. Yeah, absolutely. Something like that. Oh, yeah. And like down here in Cali, uh, if you hunt now with powder burners, there is a 100% lead ban the whole state. Yeah. So, but if you use air guns because they're not considered a firearm, you can still hunt with lead. So, we're out there just having a good time. We, We were jackrabbit hunting just a little while ago and ground squirrel hunting. And just having a great time. Yeah, so, would you have, like, when, if you get one of these, do you have to get like a back background check and like the whole nine yards? So it's not regulated like a regular no. firearm. No, 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 no. They're not, they're not a firearm, so you don't. You can buy them over the internet. Yeah, you buy them over the internet. They'll go right to your house. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So I'm gonna knock on wood. As of right now, they're not regulated because. So buy as many you know, as you can. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, no dumbasses do stupid stuff with them to get them regulated. Yeah, I'm sure they're but real. Cool. As a, look, look, look what let's happened. Hope not. Look, 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 <laughs> uh, what happened with drones? Like drones, you could use them wherever. And then there was those people who flew them into uh, planes, Airspace, yep, yeah, and in airspaces, crashes, and you, now they're all regulated. Do you use drones? Yeah, I have. Um, I use a drone. I shoot a lot of my B-roll with it, so. If folks watch my channel, I'll I do transition shots uh, between one one shot to the next, and I'll usually use a drone shot from where I go, like up to Mount Laguna here in San Diego. And I'll pick days. I'll go out and I'll just fly around places that I that I like that look aesthetically pleasing, the scenery, and then I'll just spend you know eight hours just you know, flying the drone, getting as much footage that I can. Do you, Sometimes that eight, eight hour footage, I'm only getting maybe a minute of really good, like, Oh, there's the money shot yeah. sort of stuff. But do you, you know, need a around. special permit to fly them or do you just like, um, if you, okay. I don't want to speak for the FAA. I don't want to get in trouble. No, but <laughs> so, I can only speak for myself. I, I'll do the disclaimer. I, if anybody's listening, go to the FAA website, read the rules and regulations. What I did is when I purchased mine, I went on to the FAA website, and, I, and you have to register your drone, whether you do commercial stuff or not. Oh, okay. If I do commercial stuff, like I've had real estate agents ask me, hey, John, can you, dr- you, know, can you do a drone of my house? And, like, and I go, I'm sorry, I can't. Because if you do it professionally, you have to have what's known as a 107 license. Basically, it's a pilot's license for a drone. Then you can do commercial work and sell and sell your footage. But if you just have a YouTube channel and you're not 
you know, and it's your hobby, yeah, that's fine. So we could get uh, one, and it's our hobby. It's a top hobby. Yep. I got right? one that I haven't used. Some of the new, some of the new G, uh, DJI ones, the really small ones, too, they'll fit right in a backpack. So you guys are out, like Leo's going out on the side-by-side. You know, bring that little drone with you, pop it in the air. It, they'll follow you. They'll, you know, once, once you designate and lock it on, you could drive your side by side, then it will go right beside you or hover, or it'll stop when you stop. And yeah, yeah Leo, Leo bought one of those. I think he bought one of the Mavics. I'm pretty sure that'll do it too. He bought it like <clears throat> like a year ago, I yeah. think. No, I didn't. He just bought it. <laughs> <laughs> We've been asking and asking for him to set it up so we shut can. up. Wow, <laughs> wow, you guys, both of them just threw you under the bus hard. I'm not going to turn it. Out. I'm not going to take it out for another six months. Look we've been guys. we've been begging for him to let us use it, and it's a no. <laughs> we're we're trying to we're trying to do a GoFundMe to, so we could buy our own. But no, but uh, here in certain locations. Uh, my buddy, he showed me a map that where you can't fly or you have to get permission to fly. Correct. So, I mean, that's why I think, or and you have to be certified to fly here. I don't know if it's the same there. I think it depends um, on city limits and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. And proximity there, to airports. I, there's, and, there's a couple apps that you can download that I always look at before I fly that tells me if there's a hospital that's got a helipad close by, if there's a small airport, if there's stuff like that. Um, sometimes you can fly around there. Um, if you have a one Oh seven, you can, you'd have to call like a local tower. Uh, I know that you know, and I, the FAA is constantly changing their regs, but I know like downtown San Diego because Lindbergh field is where like right in the middle of downtown, that whole area obviously is off limits unless you have a one Oh seven license and you get permission from the FAA to fly. Now there's still idiots that do that, but I mean you're you're putting people. You hit an aircraft. I mean I I wouldn't want that on my conscience that oh, yeah. I took plane because of something stupid like that. Uh, a, a couple of months ago, only like a couple of people would have died though. So it would have been you know subjectively <laughs> would have been it would have been a lot less serious. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe asshole, probably not. That's, that's, that's pretty that's fucked up. Prick. Still, what a piece of shit. I know. <laughs> I know. The fuck you. The weakest Craig. I think. Again. <laughs> <laughs> so you. So you were in the. You were in the Navy. I was. That's, that's cute. Um, <laughs> like you were in any um, services. Uh, yeah, shit, I know. You I know. Can't I'm just kidding. Don't worry, I'm John. We kidding. got you on this one. You said you were. You were a. You said you were an AO. I was cute. By the way, you're an AO too, right? No, I don't know what the fuck that means. Well, you're just Uh, an asshole, but that's what I was about to ask. What is what is what is that? You're just an asshole. What what does it mean? uh, uh, An AO is an aviation ordinanceman. So can't even say any of those words. (laughs) It sounds really cool, but you're basically lifting a lot of heavy ordnance. All day long. On so a you ship. were you were putting missiles on fighter jets, correct? And oh, working. Yes, that's badass. That I got badass. to work. Uh, one of my specialties, the the F fourteen had had a Gatling gun called the M sixty one A one, and um, General Electric made it. It's the same gun that's in an F eighteen, and it's basically a twenty millimeter six barrel Gatling gun 
that shoots a hundred rounds a second. <laughs> Holy shit. shit. <laughs> yes. So, uh, what we would do, uh, the F-14 had a little computer on there called a GCU, a gun control unit. And we could switch between 50, 50 round bursts, hundred round bursts, or you could go like full, the whole nine yards, right? The only problem is the drum only holds like 500 rounds, 550 rounds, something like that. I know there'll be some geek that goes on the internet. No, it holds 499. Who oh, fucking cares? Right. right. <laughs> Close enough. We're rounding. We used to put it on 50 round burst because if the pilot got excited and just squeezed the joystick on, you know, you dump your whole wad right there on one shot. So you blow your load do, basically. So on the ship, when we were deployed, what we would do yes, is, yes. uh, we would throw out about a quarter mile of cable with 55 gallon drums and we would tow them behind the ship. And then they'd come by and basically scrape the drums and do stuff like that, which was kind of cool. That's so, badass. Yeah. yeah. Craig can make banana bread. I'm really good at making so we're, banana bread. We're, you guys are almost a, on the same Annie level. Annie can beat a woman. He can oh, beat yeah. women. Yeah, no, beat I've never women. done that in my life. He has. Yeah. Mom makes awesome banana bread, so I'm going to have to see, you know. Get nice. in contact with her. Nice. Dude, we need to <laughs> yeah. do a banana bread. We should do a banana break bread. Off, uh, 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 bake off. off yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. Bake <laughs> off. It's so on. tough. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be one of the judges. <laughs> no, you, no, you can't. You, no, you're Edgar won't let you. No, no, I will. Your daddy here is not going to let you. <laughs> daddy Edgar. Yep. Yeah. My daddy now. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's shit. that's badass. Did you ever load like missiles, like you know, like actual yeah, explosives and got, shit like that? Yeah, that was his job. Well, when you go to when you go to <laughs> AO school, you don't know what squadron that you're going to be in. So they teach you how to build bombs. They teach you how to make. Well, at least they used to back. I don't know now. They they might do like easy bake oven bacon banana bread now. But <laughs> probably, Craig <laughs> would fit in there. Uh, I would. I could. I could. I could hold my own in that case. <laughs> you know the the fun stuff like teaching how to make napalm and the the basic principles of explosives because they don't they don't know what you're gonna do. So it was a fun time. Um, so you know how to make bombs. <laughs> if I told you I'd have to kill you and I don't want to hurt anybody today please tell him but, uh, <laughs> he's far he's far away he's not gonna he fucking knows how to fly drones yeah, he knows he how to fly drones real. he's in fucking San Diego he's not flying a drone to Idaho fuck you guys keep talking shit <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't kill me anyway it's only like a 15 hour drive it worked out Is it? it worked out good because in California in the 16? 80s was a big 14, um, like aerospace defense contracting town so when I get out of the Navy, I started building Tomahawk missiles uh, over for General Dynamics uh, here in San Diego. And that, that was a really cool program, uh, getting to, to see, you know, how the stuff was, you know, I only saw the end use stuff. You know, we got to see stuff go boom, but it was nice to see the production side of things uh, for a while. And then... Uh, Reagan signed that INF treaty with Gorbachev and, you know, pretty, pretty much put us all out of work. So until they created another war later on, but yeah, <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah, so you only had to wait a few years. Yeah. We had to wait a few years till the Gulf war hit and then, you know, production. Kicked it was back on. In. 
<laughs> yeah. Man, they, they launched a lot of tomahawks during the Gulf War. Yeah, it was not. That was the main. That was the main thing, wasn't it? Was the tomahawks just all over the place? Every time, every time I saw one of those hit, it was like ringing a cash register. <laughs> cha-ching, twenty million, cha-ching. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, that's Twenty almost, million. That's how much it costs to build one of those. It's basically a, a basically a jet. It has a jet engine in it. Holy shit! <laughs> Holy shit! How much did I you think it cost? Like twenty bucks? Uh, no, no, like a couple million, not twenty. That, that's true. That's a lot. Right? I thought it cost like a couple hundred thousand, not not twenty million. That's true. Oh yeah. no! Just just the avionics in that alone. <laughs> These things are like autonomous. Once they're launched. I mean, you said it and forget it, baby. It's all, it's going. So <laughs> they'll, they'll like terrain map. Thing, right? Yes, exactly like that. Super, so, you know, they fly super They'll terrain mass. They're, they're awesome. So, so, I, so you can I set like a low, so you can set like a low flight path on those things and they'll, they'll like follow. Holy shit. The more that you know. Well, that's how they were taking. Yeah, that's cool. I don't know. That's how they were taking a lot of uh, those high value targets out. They were terrain masking, and then right before, right before they hit their objective, then they go high and just freaking auger Swan in. Dive in. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! Well, I did. Like the thing is, the thing is, like you never see them. You never see that, so you don't realize that's even a thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's badass. I, and then they have to test them too, and holy shit! Imagine how much money just in testing them. Fuck. Oh yeah, they well when they were developing them, they were testing them on San Clemente Island off San Diego, and I got to watch some of the footage of of that, and it it was it was pretty intense. I mean, I was like, oh damn, I I don't want to be on the receiving end of that. That is not good because you could configure that missile so many different ways. I mean, you could go tactical news, you can go bunker buster, you can go. Uh, proximity fuse type stuff or anti-armor personnel like when they fly over there's one configuration where it has all these bomblets down inside of it and it just releases them so if you have like this column of trucks it, it'll just salvo it just drops them all it's crazy <laughs> so you take out an entire convoy with the one missile I know. I, I get all excited just talking about this stuff. <laughs> that is so fucking cool. What were you doing during the Gulf War? Me? Yeah. Uh, you guys in, like preschool? I was, uh, what, what? No, Gulf War, 91. Gulf War was 90s, right? 90, yeah. 90, well, he's early 90s. He's making fun of his Navy. It was uh, yeah. uh, around 1990, 91, something like that. I was, uh, I was in grade school. Oh, okay. Just making sure. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like tricking off a bully. Yeah. Somewhere. Uh, no, definitely never did that. Definitely. No, no bullies were jerked uh, during my time. So. Were you bullied so, as so a we, kid? We confirmed that yeah, I'm an I was, old actually. bastard. <laughs> Is that why you bully us now? I don't, when was the last time I bullied you, Edgar? What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, he doesn't bully the big guys. He only bullies Maya. What are you talking about? I bully you. Oh. Well, I'm, I'm soft. <laughs> So do you you guys have any hunting trips lined up for this fall or So we put in for some for some control hunts but here it's fuck it's hard denied. to get it. It's hard to get it. I checked mine yesterday. So we're gonna, we're you know we're planning for the for the opening hunt is October 10th. Um so nice. we'll see we'll see how that goes. Yeah, Idaho's got a lot of general seasons. 
So we there's a general deer, there's a general elk. elk. Um, we actually dove, we go dove hunting the first of doves. next month. Yeah, some doves. Uh, we we got bear tags earlier this year, so we're gonna try and get ourselves a black bear in the fall. Um, yep. And then uh, there's some chucker hunting that we have access to, kind of kind of close to to here, where we don't have to walk up and down open? a fucking mountain to do it. So that's gonna be a lot of fun. <laughs> when does that? Well, open? Leo has to by side just get in that thing like freaking. Go road warriors on yeah. that shit. Oh yeah, it's we've got a spot that's yeah we got a spot that is just some private it's, it's land hills, real great. nice. And you know we start walking that and start chasing those things. You know you don't realize, but you you walk ten miles and and, and yeah we just oh, we, yeah. we just hang out and then uh, one of the birds yells pole and we shoot it and that's it. It's, like, <laughs> it's just like shooting live skeet. Yeah, it is. I got to get you boys uh, to come over to the dark side and do uh, some traditional bow hunting. Oh man, you know what? I would like. I would love to learn how to do that. That would yeah. be very cool. That'd be awesome. It's fun. It's an addiction. I've. You know yeah. what? I'm seeing I, that people that get into it, they get really into it. What's yeah, the, I got a. Uh, I got an eBay uh, problem right now where I've been <laughs> buying old bows, and <laughs> I just did one where I bought an old bear compound bow, and I. I did what's known as uh, warping the bow. And basically you take the compound limbs off and uh, there's a gentleman that makes uh, an, ad- an adapter to put these uh, ILF, either recurve or longbow limbs. So I basically turned this old useless compound bow and I repurposed it back into a functional recurve so uh we're gonna take that out and see if we can't get some jackrabbits or something with it and so have fun like so you do mostly so you don't really do compound bows you're doing mostly recurve oh i don't do any compound no yeah he does no compound you haven't been watching yeah i I have i have but i don't i don't pay that much attention to the bows because i've never you don't watch his channel you insult his navy (laughs) record You call him yep. old. Thank you so much for being on the show today, John. <laughs> John without an H. At least I know how to spell his fucking name. <laughs> I'm not even gonna say anything. Uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw Craig a rose. I'm gonna assume that because I've been Hopefully shadow has banned, thorns, thorns on it. You know. <laughs> Go ahead, John. Oh, my bad. I had to throw him a rose for the save. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got a deer tag for down here. Um, the tag I have actually has two seasons here in SoCal, which is hotter than hell right now. So uh, it's going to start mid-September for muleys and go till, I think, the first week of October. And then we do mid-November to the end of December. But... Is that uh, I mean yeah, for mule deer? So, in is mules. it all mule mule deer, or are there? Mules do you have like black called? tail or white tail down there? The knife, the all muleys, yeah. all muleys. Yeah, and it, it's tough down here, especially with the trad bow. Unless you have a tree stand, I mean, if you can't get close enough to a deer down here in trad trad gear, so you got to have a blind or you got to have a tree stand. Um, and I. I just, I'm not going to take a shot that is, the last thing I need 
is a deer running around in the woods. It's got an arrow stuck in it. And one of these granola girls take photos of it. Oh yeah. Yeah. That would not be good for anybody. One is ethical. It's just not, it's not ethical, but, um, you know, for me, my wheelhouse, probably 20, 25 yards and under, and that's tough to get close to a muley out here. I would, I, I would have a hard time with that because I've only done rifle hunting. So, 20 to 25 yards i'm not ever getting that close i would i would i would be so shaky by the time it got within 25 yards because i'd have so much <laughs> adrenaline going there's no way I, I would i wouldn't even be able to i wouldn't be able to hit shit with that i i had a deer probably about in the 35 yard range and i and i came to full draw and i let down just because i didn't feel i didn't feel i could do a good ethical shot on that deer at that time at that far now there's going to be some trad archers go oh you puss you know this and that but you got to do what you feel comfortable with and in that environment you know it's it's tough but it's fun it's more it's like when i was on a hunt last week and we were jackrabbit hunting and i said you know the camp is more about the hunt than possibly the actual hunt because the yeah. bullshit stories get bigger every time you go out, you know, you're passing around a nice bottle, you're having a cigar, you're eating some good food, you're making good memories. You know, it's just, that's what it's all about. Family, well, and, friend. And, I mean, you, you know, Joe Flowers. Yeah. At the, at the risk of sounding super gay, the, like, it's, it's what you're saying is it's, it's more about the camaraderie. You know, he, what he, Correct. what he says a lot, like, especially on his little, on his trips down to Columbia, on he his says, little trip. <laughs> no, it's not, they're not little on his, on his trips down to Columbia, which are epic. Um, and what he keeps saying <laughs> is that, uh, it, you're getting in touch with your, with the human story. Like when you go out on Correct. that, on that camp, that's, that's what people did thousands of years ago, just yep. like to survive. And so we we've gotten we're so far removed from that living in cities and and the, just the way we live that when you get into a situation like that it's like the instinct the instincts that you have just kind of wake up a little bit and it it's it's a, it's hard to describe the way the like that feeling but that's that's I totally agree with you when you go out and you're you're hanging out with 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 the dudes and you're out there like looking for the animals that's it's more about that that experience than it is about the actual animal Exactly. Is that when and, then, and that's how we were just, I, I think it was earlier last week that we were out just the time. One, we put away the phones. A lot of times I'll take the watch off and you just, the only thing you got to worry about is, okay, when we pack up camp a couple of days from now and the rest of the time, you're just getting up in the morning, getting out before, before everybody gets up, before you make breakfast. Because once we once I make breakfast in camp, nobody's going out there walking because we cook like a dozen eggs, a couple pounds of bacon, some corned beef hash. I'm there ain't nobody walking Shit right now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> After you know we've eaten eight pounds of freaking mush, so <laughs> everybody's moving real slow. Oh, we were we were moving slow for a couple hours. We I mean we, but then at night you know we cooked up some tri tips and had some cigars and sat around. Unfortunately down here because of the fire hazard, we can't have any um, fires right now, which is understandable. You know, you don't want to be the one, that guy that burns the woods down, but um, 
we still made the best of it and had a good time. That and happens pretty often here too, where we're pretty we're much under, in August, pretty much August, a, September, uh, right now. Almost, yeah. almost every year, a good portion of Idaho is like no, no open flames just because of the, we're, we're, there's a lot of woods around here, but it's also a high desert. So we deal with that same kind of thing, but it's usually only a couple months a year. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna EDC check all you guys. What are you guys carrying right now? Yeah, what are you carrying, a- Jesus? I'm carrying a fucking coin, man. Where's your oh. knife? It's I got the oh, he's got the, the CQT. He's got the CQT. I got the MSF. Can I borrow nice. his? What do you, what do you got, Jesus? You can see it right there. <laughs> I got another one as well. Look at that. Okay, has a custom bird and trout knife. So. No. You, have you ever seen our, our uh, bird and trout knife? Uh-huh. It, looks, it looks like a little nest muck. Yeah. Well, have you ever noticed that the, the skew on it is BTK-02? This is the BTK-01. Well, this is a BTK-01 that uh, I, was, I was able to make some. Leo helped me make some handles out of uh, orange and black G10. It's like a, nice. like a burl-type pattern. Yeah. So I'm pretty yeah, happy with that. Yeah, I wish I could wish I could carry a fixed blade in my pocket down here. You can if it's uh, open carry, can't you? Yeah, if it's, if it's exposed, correct. So, like, even if, if you put it on your belt and your shirt hangs over it, you're in trouble. Correct. That's stupid. Ah, uh, Mills Oh, Mills nice. See, even, even I, John has a top sign. Come on, Jesus. Mine's downstairs. Fuck? You want me to go get it? It's that same. It's, it's a Mills Where is it? It's on my office, on my desk. Why yeah. isn't it where, in your where pocket? Where Always. Huh? Why isn't it in your pocket? Because I have a bunch of shit in my pocket. Like right what? Now. Two phones. I have two phones. <laughs> so and then my wallet. Drug dealer. That's it. Two <laughs> phones and a wallet. Damn. Burner phone. Burner phone and a credit card. Yep. Well, <laughs> I'm using the burner phone to call oh. John today. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> I I bought this knife off of. Um, one of your guys at one of the shows, I like about that. four years. Yeah. And you know, I as a reviewer, I get to test a lot of a lot of shit. But I tell you what, I've been solidly carrying this, and this is no suck up for four years. Damn, I I love this blade. I love my mills blade too. One, <laughs> <laughs> only one, only one time on my jet ski where I'm trying to untie some knotted rope and my daughter grabs my phone. You guys probably saw it on Instagram, the video where she's busting my balls, where she goes, Hey John, where's your EDC? Because oh. I didn't have my EDC on me. My on daughter jet ski. I wouldn't carry one either doing that. Yeah. But I mean, if just for that reason alone, if we got tangled in rope, yeah, you, you needed the blood. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would, I would definitely, especially one of those, a stainless, I would. I got more shit. People <laughs> laughing at me. Not because I didn't have the blade, but because my daughter was busting my balls about not having an EDC on me. <laughs> the the same, same daughter that went, to, uh, that went to SHOT Show? Yeah. 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 I think after that show, she got married uh, a little bit after that. It was correct? right after that. She did. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. What was the last top you bought? The last tops I bought? Yeah. A mill spy? A mill spy that he bought at the Tahoma. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, mil- 
the milk four, four years ago. <laughs> so so speaking of that, you uh, you make you know fuckloads of money doing videos, right? All these companies paying you <laughs> and and all the all the ad revenue and shit. I wish. <laughs> I wish. I, uh, if if people get into YouTube thinking that they're going to get rich, I mean, you you have to have like about four side hustles going on um, besides just YouTube. And that's like we were talking about when we first started. You'd have to have some sort of blog or you write for magazines or you have to diversify yourself because even the big channels, like I look at some of my friends that I came up with that have 200,000 subscribers. They're only averaging maybe 5,000 views per video. And you would think back in the day, it used to be, if you had 10% of uh, views versus your following. So say like right now I have 4,200, 42,000 uh, uh, subscribers. Average video should have like 4,200 views, right? You would think that's how it used, the way the algorithm used to run. Doesn't run that way anymore. There's big channels with 250,000 subscribers getting 1,200 views. That's so that's so backwards to me. It seems impossible for that to even work that way. It's so weird. But if if you have an art channel, if you make lattes, and if you're dancing, soy, and if you can't dance, but dance. Oh, let's dance at the end of the <laughs> or video. If you make, show or if nice. you make like weird fucking kids cartoons that aren't actually kids cartoons, millions of fucking millions. Yeah, millions. What is that fucker that my son watches? That Ryan Toy Review. Fuck, dude. Fucking insane. My son's going to speak English like with an English accent because he watches this Stephen Maggie fuck. <laughs> he's, you're yeah. going to come home one day. He's going to be like, good day, sir. There's a, there's a bauble. There's a bauble. It's a, it's a fucking Christmas so ornament. I, I actually have I – uh, I'm working with, an, with a friend of mine who's been on my channel quite a bit, my friend Jaime. Um, we're thinking about starting another channel based on like – Ghost stories, disappearance stories. We're even going to delve into the into the Bigfoot saga and just do stuff like that that we love to do. Have you seen Bigfoot and, before? Uh, I'm going to tell you a story. Yes. <laughs> yes. Let's go. Okay. Now, you would think of all that for like weird encounters uh, here in SoCal where I go film a lot of videos up at Mount Laguna. I'm up there. I got all my gear out. Camera's getting set up. I'm getting my gear out. I got my little show notes. I'm reading them real quick. And all of a sudden, I start hearing like this screeching, almost like like an ape-type screeching, like a ooh, And I don't want to go crazy. I don't want to get you guys all excited here. Dude, I'm excited. Go it's ahead. too late. It's My too nipples late. are hard. I, I'm yeah. like super just, excited. Just go for it. I know. We won't you judge know, you. You guys burn a cigarette right now. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I hear that noise and it freaks me the hell out, right? Because I'm like, normally where I go, I'm by myself. There's no nobody else out there. And so I'm like, okay, somebody's grab assing around in the woods, you know, whatever. Okay. So I take off into the woods because I go about a quarter mile in. I got a little place like a little bushcraft camp where I had a table I would set up. 
And I keep hearing that sound. And one time it's on my right and you could hear it probably 50 yards, you, you know, from sound, you're thinking, oh man, that's just only like 50 yards away. Next, I hear it over, you know, within seconds. It's not like minutes. I hear it here. Then I hear it over here. Then I hear it in the front. And at that point, I'm like, okay, the spidey senses, I'm getting the hell out of here. And I left. I don't, I don't know what it was. Now, <laughs> you left. Did you get any audio recording? Let me tell you what. I don't normally get rattled when I'm in the woods. And, and I've seen mountain lions. I've had bobcats challenge me. I've hit bears on mountain bikes. Yeah, but bobcats are pussies. I, are they? You know. <laughs> they try to get out of here. I don't normally get scared. You know, and a lot of people, especially down here in SoCal, they're like, Oh, don't you get scared like going in the woods all by yourself? <laughs> that was really good. Like, that was pretty you good. You sounded like a straight up valley girl. <laughs> and I'm like, no, you know, I go, I feel more safe in the woods than I do on the streets of any urban area. And that one kind of like shook me a little bit. I got the hell out of there. Now, a couple weeks later, I was at a, my local bow shop and I was talking to a guy and he goes, Hey, there was, um, there was an encounter up there years ago in the late eighties. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? He goes, yeah, somebody actually saw what they believed. It was a tall, like seven foot tall, like hairy figure in the area that you talked about. I'm like, no, he's like, yeah, dude. He goes, I wouldn't bullshit. He goes, yeah, there's, so I, I don't know. Bigfoot's real. <laughs> confirmed by John. Confirmed. John Man. That conspiracy theory is confirmed. <laughs> Can we say that? Can we sure. point people your way? <laughs> now I must say that um, a lot of like the um, the SEER schools and stuff for Navy SEALs and flight crews and Air Force has a SEER school. They drop a lot of people off up there with like a full ruck and they have to do these nap courses. I don't know. It could have been somebody dicking around. So, you know, but most of the time I bumped into those guys in the field. And a lot of times they won't talk to you because they're in training and they don't know who you are. Cause sometimes they have imposters posing as like hikers to see if they can get information from these guys. Mm. And then if they say something, then they just freaking grill them, you know, they'll just haze them. So a lot of times you'll say hi and they're just like, you know, they'll give you the, the nod and keep walking, but I don't know. I don't know what it was. So you got out of there. Was it like morning, afternoon? Like what kind of time? What, what? I had gotten up there late and I had driven around because I had taken some drone footage earlier. And it was probably like one thirty two in the afternoon, but it was like in the winter time. In winter time down here, you know, you might have snow. You might not have snow. This is one of these times that we didn't have snow. It's SoCal. And um, so it gets dark a little bit earlier. But Like what time? I think. What are you interviewing? Like, like, yes, I'm interviewing him. Well, That's exactly no, what we're on. doing. Yes. Yeah, that is true. Fuck. <laughs> it was idiot. noon, probably like two, two-ish. Because it was like, okay, I got to shoot this video. We'll wrap it up. And then I'll get down the hill before it gets totally dark. So, yeah, probably about two somewhere around there. 
And it, I don't know. (laughs) You know, it's funny because I asked the guy that supposedly the sighting that they saw, and it was like a mid morning. And he says it was sunny day, mid morning, and it was crazy. So, so it sounded like a monkey. Can you can you repeat how it sounded? No. (laughs) (laughs) It's too late. It's too late. I'll play it back. I'll I'll play it back. (laughs) But it sounded like a monkey (laughs) on a loop. (laughs) So, but so you're talking like like a like like what you would what most people would think when they hear a monkey. That's what it sounded like, or was it? But but more like creepy. It sounded like like like, boogie boogie. Yeah, (laughs) probably like a like a monkey. Reaching. Like a howler monkey? I <laughs> have like, you ever heard a howler like, monkey? What? Have you ever heard a howler monkey? Yeah, there we go. See, got it. <laughs> Done. Like you that. got it. Got it. Serious, but that's like what out there would make that sound? I don't know. A monkey that escaped from the zoo? I think no. I think one. you were in the middle of Planet of the Apes. That's what I think. Could be. Maybe they were filming now. <laughs> We were, we were on a camp out earlier this year. We did like a bushcrafter type camp out where we were going to do some rabbit hunting. Then the weather turned real shitty. And that night we were having a campfire and we heard a scream out in the woods. And it was like, what the hell was that? Like one of those Aztec and, whistles? Dude, those things sound scary. They're yeah. fucking scary. It, it sounded like a kid screaming. Oh, fuck that. And we were like, what the hell is this? So a couple guys took off to go look. I'm like, hell no, I'm not leaving freaking camp to go somewhere out for that shit. <laughs> yeah, but stay near the fire. Yep. Then about 20 minutes later, a vehicle comes through to camp in this camp because we were out in this remote campground, and um, the guy and me, we see him drive by us. He immediately goes. He goes down like a hundred yards, turns around and comes back. He gets out of his truck. And it looks like, hey, this guy's going to get out of his truck, kick my ass. You know, he got out of there with authority, just getting out. And he, he's all shook up and he goes, hey, I just want you guys to know. He goes, I just saw the biggest cougar ever just right over here, less than 100 yards from your camp. Like a fat old lady or like a cougar cougar? Like, like <laughs> it, or is that how they go? It was, <laughs> no. <laughs> what? Is that how they go? We're not. Was that you or was that Leo? No, that, no, was John. John. <laughs> that was John. <laughs> oh God, that was we're, awesome. It was. John. We're not talking about the ones that are at the VFW on a Saturday night. <laughs> okay, I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> but um, so then I got home and I was like, "Hey, I'm going to check that out." And apparently, they uh, they scream like that to alert other cougars to like come in. To like oh, team hunt, oh shit! Like a pack or that's fucked up. Because cougars yeah. are mostly like they're they're mostly Motors, solo, right? Ah, uh, they'll hunt. Sometimes they'll hunt together, but yeah, they'll mostly the ones I've seen have always been solo. And I've seen the, a couple out. Don't wolves have like a little howl, a little bark, or a little something to to bring other other wolves in as well? Something like that. Something they really might. Weird. I, I heard something like that. We something weird. Down like that. Here. Yeah, You'd I'm have not... to go to Baja. I think down in Baja has some timber wolves, but we don't have them up here. Damn. I know that coyotes, when they, a lot of times when coyotes howl, it's because they're, they're doing like a roll call. Like, 
And if if there's a bunch missing, then all of a sudden all the female yeah, coyotes no, but they're go saying into the, heat. The, and like, see, I know that part, but but wolves to bring them in to help for to uh, help, like, or something. yeah, like they found something to eat. Yeah, they they, they there's do a, a little bark. It, so little instead of a howl, there's some other kind of yeah, noise, and, they, and then you start hmm. seeing them fuckers pop all out. That makes around. sense. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. What's scary is you don't realize how many there are out there until you start hearing them go off. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. When you hear, you know, and then all of a sudden, and they hear them all around you, like, oh crap! Do you have a lot of coyotes down there? What's that? Do you have a lot of coyotes down there? Unfortunately, we do because, um, you know, because they cross the border with the people. (laughs) They do. They do. Oh my god! (laughs) So I know, but. uh, What? Damn it. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, he was explaining about the coyotes, the real ones. Sorry. They're uh, down here. They're snatching dogs and cats off the leash because they're not checked. You know, Damn. they won't let you hunt them in town. So I mean, they're they're going crazy. So they're when jumping you, people, when you go out of the when you go out of town, so like in San Diego, you can't really conceal carry unless you have a permit, and it's hard to get, right? Uh, actually, you'd be proud. My daughter and I got our concealed weapons permit is this it, year. Is it difficult to do that though? I mean, it's there's a lot of hoops. Um, there there are. Um, first, I had to go in for an interview. Then I had to go do a live scan. Then um, I had to give them like for a hologram. A What's that? Like for a hologram of yourself? Probably. I wouldn't doubt. No. <laughs> nice. the, fi- the fingerprint. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. And, Sorry. Uh, I didn't know. Uh, then they questioned my reason why I wanted it. So I had to go back in. say his manhood. Sorry. Another interview. And then once that was approved, then I had 30 days to do an eight-hour shooting class. So it, the whole process probably took about three months holy shit four months. how long does it take you? yeah Same. for those uh, that day oh to get to, to get so it, in yeah. idaho you don't need a permit to carry because this is america and <laughs> there's this thing called the second amendment so you can just carry a gun um so you don't if live you want to get John? however if you want to get an enhanced permit oh. then you're looking at uh basically a day-long course there's a law course and a shooting course that you have to do but it's pretty yeah it's, it's pretty basic and it's, it's not that it would be hard to fail, but it's, it's, you know, you just got to do that course and then do your fingerprints. You do, you do the course, you do the course, uh, before all this, all this came through about, you know, about being able to carry, um, you, you had to do it just to get your concealed. Yeah. Just to yeah. Be able before to you did have to do that. Yeah. Really? But it was, uh, I think ago, two years ago, two yeah. years ago, then, you know, you didn't need to. They, yeah. Um, now Idaho has permitless carry, so you don't yeah. need a permit to carry a firearm concealed or open. But it takes, um, you know, all up, all up. You're looking at two months, uh, you know, to do your course, to, to get your To get the permit yeah. back takes a little while. Yeah. But the actual, but that's passive. You're just waiting. Yeah. The actual course is like half a day. And then you have to do, you have to shoot something around 200 rounds. And you, you have to show basic proficiency with a pistol and you're good. Wow. Yeah. But, you know, I was pr- had a proud papa moment because my daughter just kicked ass on the freaking qualify shoot you know because most of the instructors think oh a girl they don't know the working end of a gun they don't know the difference between a clip and a mag they don't know this and that 
she was in there tap racking. She was double tapping. She was mad dumping. She was staying on point. And the instructor looked over her shoulder, looked at me and did one of these thumbs up. And I was like, proud pop of mine <laughs> yeah, right yep, there. Yep. That's my girl. <laughs> but I mean, it, awesome. it, it, it starts when the kids are small. Yep. And the biggest problem, like, with guys teaching women to shoot is the first thing they do is they put a big ass hand cannon in their hands. And how many YouTube videos have we seen where somebody's shooting a 45 and all of a sudden they slap their forehead? Yeah. Because nobody that, told them what to do. That person will never shoot again. They'll be afraid of guns. So and what I did with Mike was I started her with uh, pellet pistols. We would shoot in the garage pellet pistols and get her over that you get that instant gratification right you're shooting cans you're shooting little targets and there's there's no recoil just a little bit of sound then graduate to a 22 rim fire and then to now you know she carries a uh, small m&p single stack nine is her daily carry she likes that gun but she's got really small hands too i call it like little t-rex hands because her hands are so damn small are you guys are you guys limited to the to the mag capacity you guys can carry there at the moment? Yes, uh, uh, California. Yeah, you are. Uh, you can't have a fifteen round mag down here. Mm-hmm. Did think, you? Did you? Ca- have you been following what's going on with that? I do, and this is like the second or third time that the court has overruled it, and then everybody tries to run out and buy mags, and then the attorney general does a quick another lawsuit that basically puts everything on hold. So I'm. Instead of me going crazy, going, oh, my God, i got to run out and get a 30-round mag, I'm just waiting because I know they're going to Just call us. We can, we can hook you up with those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there's, still a, there's, the there's still a stay order. So so I guess they overturned it again. There's apparently another appeal they can do. But the, the stay order, I guess, is still in effect. Well, ba- back in the day, we used to be able to buy mags <clears throat> for parks, right? Parks. Mm-hmm. So... You know, I'm not saying I own any parts. Of course not. <laughs> but, you know. And if you did, they probably lost, they got lost somewhere like in a tragic boating accident, I'm sure. Again, yeah. I think they got lost in one of these Antifa protests when they burned the banks in La Mesa. They were, they were for some reason they were gone. They disappeared. Yeah, yeah, you probably got robbed. Yep. It's too bad. Yep. Yep. that. I, I haven't heard of any burning towns down up there, but you know, about ten miles from my house, they La Mesa, they just torched the hell out of that town. No, if, if you ever decide to leave California, man, Idaho's the place to be. So one thing I learned because we went out to Texas to go look at property, and the guy goes, "Where are you from?" And I just defaulted California. Oops. <laughs> and my buddy goes, "Don't don't tell anybody you're from California." He goes. He goes, what, what, what was your home state? Where, where'd you grow up? I said, Maine. He goes, yeah, tell everybody you're from Maine. Don't ever tell me you're from California. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, same here. That is, that is very true. People will oh, yeah. automatically have distrust for you. <laughs> and you know me, too. That's what <laughs> yep. that is. <laughs> well, I didn't say I would, it's like Chilango's but others Mexico. probably would. <laughs> true. And... I could understand because nobody wants their state Californized. Of course, yeah, of course, of course, and 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 I think I think what you were saying is 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 true. There's a there's 
there is a silent majority and i think that's across a lot of the a lot of the country where you got people on on the way far left and people on the way far right and the vast majority of people are not those people and uh that applies to everywhere including california except you know you're, i you're, it, you're far on the right. no i'm i'm pretty center actually and i was talking uh, to somebody you know <laughs> with, with the military i've had the luxury the privilege to travel the world and I'll tell you what, there's a lot of nice places out there, but even though we have our problems, this is still the best damn country on the planet. Oh, absolutely. Let me, let me cue the... Agreed. Fuck you, Craig. Fuck, wrong. God Sorry. damn it, Jesus. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, ma- mass respect to you guys, too, as a company, as people running a company, uh, made in America. You guys are providing jobs here in America. And it's a lot of people don't understand the trickle down effect of that too. The people that make the steels, the people that make the micarta, the people that do the leather work. There's a lot more people than just the nucleus of the tops nice folks that are involved because of your guys' success too. And that's that's awesome. Yeah, appreciate yeah, it. That, could, could could not have said that better mm. ourselves. John, we, we appreciate John without an H. We appreciate your time today. Um, we, we, we could definitely keep this going, but we gotta, oh, yeah. we gotta wrap it up. We got some things to finish up here, but we, we appreciate cool. your time. Uh, hopefully next time we do this, we can, we can be in person. You can be yeah, here or, yeah, once or you, do once you start up your new channel, we're going to definitely get into these ghost you know, stories. Ghost Hell stories. yes. Fuck, yeah, yeah. That'd be badass. Hell yes. Definitely. We'll have you back yeah. on then. Yeah, we'll yeah, definitely do a ghost and I'll have Jaime with me. Hell got yeah. About yeah. Texas, but. You're going to want to hear that. Oh, there's a different oh, oh, yes. yes. We're definitely going to have you back. <laughs> Done. Yeah. We'll call you here in a couple weeks. <laughs> Sounds good, right, John. Well, thank, thank you so for... much. Hey, thank you. It was good having you. Can you do the, can you do the thing that you do yeah, on do your the channel? Off. Do the yeah, sign-off. Yeah, sign you it have off. to do the sign-off. There you go. Thanks for watching the Wingman 115 channel. Until the next one, folks, take care.